friends, and welcome to Out of This World Radio with your host, Ted Marr, broadcasting today with the help of my good friends, Don and Doug from BBS Radio One. And I want to thank everyone so much for listening. The purpose of my show is to make this world a much better and happier place. And I know that if we all work together, we can create a much better and happier world. Um, with today's show, we should have somewhere around uh, 286 million listeners in over 100 countries. Uh, along with 171 million benevolent beings off planet. So we not only worldwide, but also galactic wide as well. And I want to thank, really want to thank my uh, good friends, um, good friend Admiralosaurus and the Galactic Alliance and the Pleiadians for all their fantastic help and support, as well as Adama from the Hollow Earth, Zora from the Hollow Earth, and the people of Telos. Um, they're beautiful people. They're in the fifth dimension. And um, they are they are all helping us uh, to ascend. And of all the planets in this universe, Earth is the is the most exciting place to be right now because there's things happening here that are not happening uh, anywhere else. It's the most exciting game in town. <laughs> so anyway, so it's a it's a it's a it's really an exciting time to be alive on this planet. No other planet in this in the history of this universe has ever gone from third dimension where we are now to um, uh, fourth dimension so quickly. We'll be in fourth dimension here by uh, September. By the end of this month in September, uh, we'll be in fourth dimension for about two years, two, two and a half years, and then we'll shift right into fifth dimension. Normally, this kind of transition takes between 100 to 200,000 years, and we're gonna be doing it in literally, my friends, in a blink of an eye. And there are, I have gotten some information that um, it may be even faster than that. So uh, it all depends upon our choices and what we do. Our, our beautiful friends um, now watching us now, the Pleiadians and the Galactic Alliance and Zora and, and the Hollow Earth and Adama and the people, beautiful people of Tello, they're all watching and waiting and hoping that we make the right decisions. And we are, because this, this, this shift into the higher dimensions was not supposed to happen, according to Nostradamus, until the year 2038, according to his predictions in the late 1980s. But we're doing it. And in spite of everything, in spite of all the challenges, in spite of all the hardships we've had to face, we're doing it, my friends. And this is a, a, a big congratulations to everyone uh, working to, to uh, hold the light, to help with their friends and neighbors and family. Um, to create a better world, because given a given a uh, given a choice, I know most people would far better, far would rather have a beautiful planet based upon peace, love, and harmony, than they would have it on the old ways of conflict and, and war. I mean, nobody wants that anymore. That's that's just you know nobody wants that in their right mind. There are some people, however, who do like the old ways of doing things, and they're not going to be allowed to stay. They will be leaving the planet, and actually many of them are already leaving the planet but for all of us here who want to create a, a better place um we're um we're right on track and i can't wait for the future it'll be a beautiful future not only for ourselves but more importantly for our children and their children and many 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 generations to come this entire event should have happened back in the 60s under under our our uh, wonderful president john f kennedy but as everybody knows he was assassinated back in 63. it was a cabal assassination they didn't want us to ascend they didn't want us to have a planet of peace and harmony 
and um, but we're we've made it through all these decades of of uh, going off on the wrong track, um, and uh, many of the um, many of the predictions um, that uh, Pre uh, President Kennedy has has told me about is in my book Messages from the Masters. It's just been published as well in German. If you are listening in Germany, uh, Austria, or Switzerland, this is the book here. It's um, it's called The Whole World Will Live as One. The ganze Welt wird ein sein. So it's, it's a, I updated the book. Um, wonderful publisher um, in, um, uh, in Germany, uh, AMRA published AMRA. You can buy it there. I think it's just 22, 22 euros. Um, but um, anyway, um, uh, I'm working now uh, on the book getting it translated into Spanish. And I also have um, an, a third book I'm writing now called Journey to the Other Side, uh, talking to um, to a, uh, talking with angels and other benevolent beings. And that'll be that's a how to book on how to uh, not only contact angels and your spirit guides, but also benevolent extraterrestrials. And that book should be coming out within about a month. If you're interested, just send me an email um, to out of this world 1150 at gmail.com. And I'm happy to send you all the information. Or you can write me at out of this world radio at protonmail.com. Uh, we have an exciting show, uh, show today, but um, one thing I wanted to mention before we start is that my shows are all supported by listener contributions. And if you'd like to contribute, please go to the BBS website or please go to my website at out of this world 1150.com and yeah, contribute whatever you like. It's always appreciated on the PayPal button. Um, I normally today I have a German translator, but es tut mir leid, ich spreche ein bisschen Deutsch. Um, aber, uh, so I, uh, uh, I, I have a, I have a, a, a mechanical translator I'll be using on my next show. But if, if there's someone out there who speaks German and English would like to help out, please send me an email. I'd love your help. Just uh, write me at out of this world 1150 at gmail.com and I'd, I'd love your assistance. Um, during the first part of the show from now till about uh, 1245 for the next 30 minutes, I'll be talking about uh, the Lions Gate and the new energies for the new for the um, for the new age. Um, this is an annual event here on planet Earth. It happens every August 8th. So today is 8-8 around the world. And when this happens, um, there's um, the sun's in Leo with the Sirius dog, dog star. And along with that is it coincides with the astrological alignment of Orion's belt. And all these energies come, come together all at once. And it's a time, it's a period of change and manifestation so if something's not working in your life, look at it carefully um, and, and realize you can manifest a, a better way, a better outcome, maybe a better way of doing things. If you're in a job or, um, or in some occupation that you're not really happy with, think about it. Think about what makes you happy and what, what really would you like to do. And you can manifest it now. You can manifest. This is a time when all the portals are open. It's called Lion's Gate for a reason. So it's an exciting time um, to, to be alive, to manifest. And for me um, and many other light workers here on planet Earth who want to manifest a beautiful and happy world, this is the time to manifest a beautiful <laughs> and happy world. A, a world where there's no masks, there's no shop, shop mandates, um, and, and people stand up for their rights. 
um, the there's one of the interviews I'll be playing during this this segment now will be um, from a uh, from a lady who lived there was a uh, Holocaust Nazi Holocaust survivor, and she talked about uh, urging she urges everyone to wake up and 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 stand up for your rights. And this is somebody who knows that she lived through Nazi Germany. She's still alive today. It was an interview in the Epic Times. It's about 11 minutes. I've got it on a separate recording here, but it's very inspiring um, um, uh, uh, interview. Uh, the first thing I'd like to show everyone is um, is this picture of um, of of uh, Biden. If you could show that. Um, oh, qu quickly before we start. I also always love to um, play my 528 hertz tuning fork. This is a love tuning fork here with a Lemurian crystal from Mount Shasta. When I hit both together, love flows everywhere. So now you're listening to the frequency of love, my friends. This is 528 hertz. I'm going to do this twice again. Isn't that nice? What a way to start your day. If you'd like one of these, I've got them for sale. They're just like $55, includes postage. Just send me an email to outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com or you can go to my website called outofthisworldreadings.com and you can you can order it there as well as my, as well as my other books. Um, anyway, um, the uh, uh, Don, if we could show that um, picture. Um, that would be great. Thanks so much, my friend. This is Truhan Rogers. He's an actor, an English actor. Um, he is one of the people pretending to be the president of the United States. And um, and people um, said, well, how can that be? Well, let's look at let's look at the pictures of Joe Biden a little bit. Um, if we could see the next picture, Don, that would be great. Thanks, my friend. Um, this is uh, Mr. Biden with a couple of different masks on. And it, it's very, it, it shows very clearly um, that he is wearing a mask. There we go. Okay, look at the, look at the, uh, the, around his neck. Okay, where the circles are. That's a mask, my friends. That is a, uh, I don't know what they're, what material they're using. Maybe plastics. It's amazing all the things they can do with plastics nowadays. But um, at any rate, there's some sort of, uh, par uh, some sort of plastic material there covering it up. And this on the left, I want to thank Carolyn White for sending it to me because it's a card. It's called uh, the Illuminati card game. And um, this was, um, this was, uh, the card game itself was, was released in 1982. So like, uh, what what how many years ago like 40 years ago and this card permits you to play from your um, yes um, it all, it all, it from your hand a, a, a personality which duplicates the one that has been um assassinated um you must uh spend an uh, an action from one group with an alignment in common um uh, with the other oh that's okay don thank you my friend um but you know what the what the um Thanks, Don. I appreciate it so much. What what they do is that they tell you ahead of time what they're doing. And so it's it's hidden in plain sight. Now, anybody looking at this carefully, you can clearly see the mask this guy's got on. And this guy in the second thing, it's uh, Biden is the first fake president. Um, and I don't know why more people don't um, object to this in a New York minute. We, we have a fake government run by a fake cabal news media. Um, none of his executive orders have ever been legally published because they've never been published in the Federal Register. To be valid, they have to be published in the Federal Register. They're not there. All of his um, his decisions and executive orders are 
totally illegal and fake, my friends. When he says he wants to um, people take take a mask or take the shot, there's no authority for it. And we're, what we're we supposed to do? We're supposed to uh, believe CNN? Well, they lie to us all the time. But anyway, um, um, there has been a tremendous amount of of um, of of deaths in many countries taking the shot, including Australia. And here's a here's an interesting little thing here. It's it's only about forty five seconds long, but this is the reaction of the of the Australian government to the number of people dying from the vax in Australia. We'll just play this. That's the next one. Um, number B is in boy. We could play that. It's just less than one minute. Thanks. Here's a guy. This is their reaction. Um, yes, it all, it all, it does concern us when there are deaths at home. Uh, what I've, from the few reports that I've been seeing, uh, cons- we're seeing reports of, of people having an illness for a short period and then and then su- uh, sudden deaths. And we've reported about those earlier on. That's been reported um, elsewhere in Australia, around the world, where it's myocarditis, which which um, which I think I've referred to on a previous occasion. Um, but we are certainly keeping a close eye on those, particularly when there are deaths. We investigate those particularly if there's anyone who's died at home. Uh, yeah. Let me, um, I don't mean to be too hard on this gentleman. I'm sure he takes his job very seriously. But all they're doing is taking a close eye on it. Uh-huh. They're, not, they're not preventing people from taking the shots. Um, they're not paying any compensation to people who've lost their relatives, their father, mother, sister, brother, wife, husband, friend, whatever. They're just taking a close eye on it while people die. That's a, that's a real good government for you. Um, this, this next one is a, um, this is number C, Don. It says, uh, father calls pharmacist after son getting diagnosed with myocarditis. Um, this is self-explanatory. It's about seven minutes long, and it's about uh, how um, uh, they, they, the, this uh, fellow's wife brings their, um, I think, a, a, either a five-year-old or a seven-year-old son down um, to get the uh, COVID shot. They didn't tell him anything about the side effects, and um, I want everyone to listen to this, um, uh, this audio. It's about seven, seven minutes long. It's self-explanatory. Yeah, hi. Are you a pharmacist? Yes, how can I help? Yeah, hey, I've got a question. My wife, um, against my wishes, brought my son, seven-year-old son in there yesterday, or sorry, a few days ago for a COVID jab, and he's now in the hospital with myocarditis. Um, and I was obviously not very happy with you guys or with my wife, um, she told me that she was not told that was a potential side effect. So why wouldn't you have told her that? Okay. Um, sorry. Um, so it's quite a rare um, side effect as well. No, it's uh, not. That, no, it's yeah. not because I've been doing research. It's common. In the U.S., there's tens of thousands of them reported to the CDC site. So why are you not telling parents this? Um, uh, we might scare the parents and they don't want to get their child vaccinated. Yeah, so, so, you don't want to scare the parents with something that is actually happening, that's happened to my kid. Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your mind? You don't want to scare them. You need to give them the right information so they can make a proper decision. What is wrong with you? 
You don't want to scare them. I'm recording this conversation as well, and this is going to a lawyer next. Thank you for admitting that. So why don't you tell them? When when someone comes in there and says, hey, what can go wrong? What do you say? Sore arm? Have you um, seen the amount of dead people? Have you seen it? Has your wife asked before giving consent to give... She asked child. what the side effects are. Does she ask? I'm not sure because I wasn't there. It doesn't uh, matter. You're supposed to yeah. tell people this can happen. Now my kid, so you know what the prognosis is? You know what it is? Possible death within five years. 20% of people with myocarditis die. It is a permanent damaged heart. It is not temporary. He's okay, facing so a heart transplant because of you. Because you didn't want to scare her. You know, no kids have died from COVID, not a single healthy kid. And you're giving this stuff out and you're not warning people. What is wrong with you? So there are information online that you can look up no, and also no. have you, you talked the to the shot. helpline? No, you gave the shot. When someone comes in there and asks what the side effects are, you don't not say because it might scare them from the shot. Is it, what is wrong with you? So the benefit of getting the vaccination is... So we're giving the vaccination because the benefit outweighed the risk? No, there isn't. Do you know I'm looking at a Johns Hopkins study? Not There have been 400 people under 18 die in the United States. 330 million people. Not one of them was healthy. They had cancer, leukemia, uh, obesity, something wrong with them. Not one kid has died or ended up in the hospital. So the benefits are zero to my kid. Why did you not tell them? It's up to you to tell them. Then we make a decision. Not you. You tell us, okay, it's rare, but it happens. You didn't okay. tell her that, did you? I kid walks in there with a mother for a shot, are you going to tell them, hey, I just got a call from someone. Their kid's heart is destroyed. Keep that in mind. That can happen. Are you going to tell them that? Are you? I, I cannot answer you that. Well, moment. why can't you? Because it's going to go to court and we'll, you'll answer it. You just admitted that you don't tell people because you don't want to scare them. I, it's recorded. No, I, I'm not I recorded sure. Huh? Sorry, I wasn't the pharmacist that did the vaccination. You just I, said it. You just said I don't you know what people. the situation is. Yeah, right. So I don't know what she talked in the vaccination area. I'm not sure. You I cannot speak. You, no, don't try and. I cannot back. speak no. on behalf of who, the pharmacist that vaccinated. You just told me you don't tell people because you might scare them. I have it on a recording. You want me to play it back? Every call I make, because I'm in finance, every call I make is recorded. Every email I sent is recorded. Every message okay. I sent must be recorded. Because I work out of New York, and I live in New Zealand. It's all recorded because of the, the SFC requires it. You are recorded. Uh, I'm sorry. Why? So you're telling I, people, I you're not telling them they could get damaged. So in case you scare them from taking a shot that can kill them, right? Is that correct? Are you brain dead? What is wrong with you? Sorry, I don't think we should converse, continue this conversation. No, we should, because are you going to tell people this is a risk when they come through there? My kid's screwed. You screwed him. What about everyone else? What are you going to do? You've ruined the life. It's on your, it's on you. 
for the rest of your life, this kid is screwed because of you, because you, your policy there is to not tell people that these vaccines are dangerous and deadly. Have you seen all the people dying in their sleep? Hundreds of them. Have you seen yesterday an NFL first round draft pick 24 died? An NBA first round draft pick died four days ago, dead after the shot. Are you seeing that? Are you sitting there in your bubble collecting your 50 bucks every shot you give, you murderer? So what are you going to do? Are you going to tell parents? Are you going to say, look, this is what can happen. It's not a sore shoulder. That's usual, but they can ruin their lives. How do you feel about that? You're ruining lives. Are you going to tell them or not? Are you going to continue to do this? Um, That's not what the decision that I make. It isn't. So you're just going to tell people oh, nothing can go wrong and more kids are going to end up in the hospital with ruined hearts, right? That's the plan? Because you can't make that decision. And you'd hate for them not to take the shot, eh? Because then you don't get your 50 bucks, do you? So we always ask consent for the parent before we do the vaccination. Yeah, but you don't tell them what can go wrong. Of course you ask consent. The parent came there with that kid. It's obvious consent. Why are you not telling them what can go wrong? I'm sure they're asking. But you're like, oh, no, nothing goes wrong. Just a sore shoulder, right? You don't tell them that the crazy guy called you and said his kid's life is ruined because of what you did a few days ago. Do you or will you? You are sick. You are sick. You are twisted. You are evil. You're a monster. You're wrecking lives. You're killing babies. You're killing children. You're killing mothers. You're disgusting. Totally disgusting. Do you not see that? You need to at least tell them this can go wrong. Because when you don't, this happens. Don't you see that? Are you so fucking stupid? You fucking murdering bitch. Fuck. And you're going to continue to do it. Oh, I don't make that. You fucking moron. You're fucking sick in the brain. You're fucking mentally retarded. Well, my friends, um, that's what's starting to happen now. And I just got a message from my angels and guides. And every pharmacist, nurse, doctor, healthcare practitioner who's listening to this and has been giving out the shots for COVID within two years, possibly three, in all the countries where they've been doing this, and especially for young children like his son, seven years old, you will be prosecuted for um, of, uh, uh, manslaughter, first degree manslaughter, and it will become a criminal offense. As in Costa Rica, which just made it against the law for any to punish anyone for not giving um, the shot to anybody. So this, this president of Costa Rica has just come out strongly against that. But you will be held, I guarantee it, you will be held accountable for your actions. And just like the Nazis in World War II, you will not be able to escape by just saying, hey, I was just following orders. That's what they said about the Germans who participated in the Nazis, with the Nazis bringing uh, Jews off to concentration camps and killing them. Six million or 10 million of them in, in the 30s and 40s in Germany and elsewhere. It's the same situation here. You're not going to be able to hide behind your little medical degree and say, I was just following orders. I didn't know about the 
um, about the deaths from myocarditis. I didn't know that this would kill babies. I didn't know this would kill children. I didn't know this would permanently wreck people's lives. And notice what they're doing. Myocarditis attacks the heart. And this is where love comes from. We are entering into a new age, my friends. And that requires love and compassion from the heart. And there's a there's I've mentioned this before about Dr. Rudolf uh, Rudolf Steiner back in 1917. He was a time traveler. He went into the future back in 19 from 1917 to the present time, and he said there would be a time. And he was talking about this moment right now in human history, where some, not all, but some healthcare practitioners would be so interested in and greedy for money that they wouldn't care. They give the shot to to um, children. Uh, young adults and adults, and they make a bunch of money off it. You know that Pfizer right now will pay a doctor um, uh, $40,000 for uh, giving, um, what is it, 40 shots? Yeah, 40 shots. So 80 shots, no matter how many people die, that doctor gets $80,000. But it's money. It's all about money. And you will be held accountable for it. Mark my words. This is what my angels tell me. Just got the message. And on that, with respect to the Holocaust, there is a, a wonderful interview that Epic Times did recently. I wasn't able to download it, but I do want to give credit to them. They did a wonderful interview, and i like to play part of that interview now. It's 11 minutes long. I've got it on my recorder here. I'll just play it here. The cloud of death was always there, Sharad told the Epic Times. Weekly, a list determined who would be sent where. Germany. Vera Sharaf was only three years old when her world collapsed. She and her family were chased out of Romania and herded into a concentration camp in Ukraine during World War II, where they were left to wait and starve. The cloud of death was always there, Sharaf told the Epoch Times. Weekly, a list determined who would be sent where. Whether it be a death or slave labor camp, she said. While at the camp, she said her father died of typhus when she was five, which had been widespread throughout the camps because of the cold and malnutrition. After three years at the camp, she was rescued in 1944, she said. My mother got wind that a few orphans would be transported out of the camp, so she lied and said I was an orphan to save my life, and that's how I wound up leaving, Sharaf said. This began what she called her odyssey as a child without parents, left to her own intuition and keen critical assessment of others' intentions. I had to assess who I could trust to take care of me, she said. While on a train to the port of Constanta, Romania, where there were three boats awaiting to take groups of people to Palestine, she befriended a family. However, upon arrival, she found herself assigned a boat with other orphan children that would separate her from the family with whom she felt she could trust. So she rebelled. No matter what, I could not be convinced to get on that boat, she said. Miraculously, in the end, they gave in to me. Seasick, she fell asleep that night, only to wake up to find that the boat with the orphans had been torpedoed by who she said she found out decades later to have been the Russians. Though she carried guilt for having survived, she was grateful she resisted because that resistance kept her alive, she said. I do not obey authority, and it saved my life. Weaponized medicine. These memories returned in 2020 during the web of COVID-19 restrictions that spun out of control with the help of media propaganda, she said. 
So now, when people are obeying authority mindlessly, giving up their rights to make decisions about their own lives and what goes into their own bodies, I think back to that time, she said. Today, Sharaf is a medical activist and founder of the Alliance for Human Research Protection, a network of lay people and professionals who work to uphold humanitarian values and ethical standards established in the Hippocratic Oath, the Nuremberg Code, and the Universal Declaration on Bioethics and Human Rights. Most recently, she's joined with Scott Scarra, co-founder of Our Amazing Grace's Light Shines on Incorporated. Both Sharav and Scarra discussed with the Epic Times what they saw as parallels between the National Socialist regime in Germany and the current medical directives being carried out in the United States through government funding. Since the death of his 19-year-old daughter Grace in a hospital in 2021, after having been injected with a combination of drugs that he found out later was part of a federal hospital protocol, Scarra called what was happening genocide. He has been crusading to tell his daughter's story and network with others who have had a similar experience while bringing attention to the protocols that he believes amounted to the murder of his daughter, who had Down syndrome. Under the Nazi regime, Sharaf said, medicine was weaponized as it has been today. Though the Jews were the primary target, she said, the first medically murdered victims were disabled German infants and children under the age of three. This later expanded the operation title T4 for the street address of the program's central office in Berlin to the disabled of all ages, including the mentally ill and senior citizens, Sharaf said. The Nazis called them worthless eaters, she said. T4 was a concerted effort to be rid of what their propaganda called the economic burden. Scarra pointed to a 2021 Medicare trustees report, which evaluates the cost of keeping the elderly and disabled federally funded. 39% of that federal budget goes to those two groups right now, which is $2.2 trillion a year, Scarra said. On page 11 of the report, there is a call for substantial changes to address financial challenges. The sooner solutions are enacted, the more flexible and gradual they can be, the report states. For Scara, the implication, while not overtly stated, suggests a call for eugenics that was supported by academic elites early in U.S. history and later adopted by Nazi Germany. Ten years after he took power, Adolf Hitler launched his genocide program that had been introduced in incremental steps with the help of propaganda portraying the regime as heroes, Sharaf said. What happened to Grace, and what happened to many disabled and elderly in Western Europe, Australia, Canada, and the United States in March and April of 2020 was medical murder, Sharaf said. Built on a lie. Genocide isn't new to the United States, Sharab said, as it was Associate Justice of the U.S. Supreme Court Oliver Wendell Holmes who voted in favor of the 8-to-1 majority opinion in the 1921 case Buck v. Bell, which upheld the Virginia Sterilization Act of 1924 and the forced sterilization of Carrie Buck, who was alleged to be mentally defective. Holmes said it would be better to prevent the mentally disabled from being born than to allow them to sap the strength of the state or let them starve for their imbecility. The principle that sustains compulsory vaccinations is broad enough to cover cutting fallopian tubes, the justice wrote in his opinion. Three generations of imbeciles are enough. Carrie Buck, however, was never actually mentally disabled, Sharaf said. 
Arguments for eugenics are always built on a lie, Sharaf said. But it's an ideology that continues to poison public health policies. And he blames this type of thinking for the medical decisions that ultimately contributed to Grace's death. The banality of evil. As he continues to try to wrap his mind around what happened to his daughter, Scara says he gained some insight from the writings of Holocaust survivor Hannah Arendt and her concept of the banality of evil. It opened up a whole different view of the world for me, Scara said. Sharab's experience made her familiar with the concept. The banality of evil is the normalization of mass murder by making it a bureaucratic routine that is handed down as orders through the chain of command to the person who pulls the switch, gives the injection, or turns on the gas, she said. No one called it murder, Sharab said. The Nazis were very adept at propaganda and language. The Jews were called spreaders of disease, not unlike the epithets thrown at those who didn't take the jab. Throughout 2021, the spread of COVID-19 was blamed on the pandemic of the unvaccinated, a phrase that was used by President Joe Biden and governors such as North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper. The whole language of it is dehumanizing, Sharaf said. A slippery slope. Scara applies the concept to the fact that 67% of Down syndrome children are aborted in the United States, he said. Doctors encourage the mother to get an amnio test, and if the test shows Down syndrome or another disability that would complicate the parent's life, he encourages an abortion, Scara said. What Sharaf said she's seen in an unholy union when medicine gets into bed with the government. The Hippocratic Oath goes out the window, she said. The pledge to do no harm got replaced with allegiance to the greater good, Sharaf said. The question then remains, who has the authority to decide what's best for the greater good, Sharaf challenged. What supports the greater good is having respect for the individual, Sharaf said, and to pursue policies that advocate for the many over the individual is to open the door to medical practices that will cause harm. Look at what Big Pharma is doing now to children, aggressively pursuing them to be jabbed when they aren't at risk at all from COVID-19, she said. Mm -hmm. It's a slippery slope that, with the help of advanced technology society, is sliding down rapidly compared to the snail's pace that it took for Hitler to implement his final solution, Scara said. We're headed there exceptionally fast, Scara said. Today, the final solution is the reduction of the entire human population under the sustainable agenda of Agenda 2030. Unlike the physical camps that required ink tattoos for identification and guards to manage the prisoners, the new prisons are digital, Sharaf said, managed remotely by surveillance through smartphones and cities. With smart technology, you can manage billions all at once, she said. It's chilling. It's hard for many to fathom that an elite few would conspire to cause widespread harm, Sharaf said. People will say they made a mistake. It was an accident. But no, the elite, just like the Nazis, have this arrogance in which they believe they are superior and therefore entitled to rule the rest of us because they think we are inferior, Sharaf said. Control versus faith. Scara said his concern is with an elite ruling class that is godless, believing only in what is measurable and controllable. He emphasizes his faith in God as a powerful weapon to combat the dark agendas that have escalated beyond the comprehension of the average person, 
working 60 hours a week just to make ends meet. We should not fall trapped to the false light that Satan will eventually ride in on to steal more souls. God's true light protects those who believe, he said. We the people can reclaim sovereignty by learning to trust in intuition, experience, and the ability to assess lies from truth, Sharab said. Stop watching mainstream media, Sharab said. They're all reading from the same script. They have bombarded people with fearmongering, which is exactly the same thing that the Nazis did. That's how they controlled the population, through fear. For Sharab, the mission that has been laid at the feet of people throughout the world is the same as it was for her as a child. Resist. Wake up. Stop obeying. Thank you, Epic Times, for that excellent report. Resist, wake up, and stop obeying. That's the crux, that's the bottom line for our own spiritual lesson during these difficult times. And for those who said, oh, that could never happen in the United States. Oh, yeah? Look at Seattle, Washington. Look at what Mayor Jenny Durkin and Governor Washington Governor, Democratic Governor Jay Inslee did um, about a year ago. They forced every, um, they, they, they made um, people in nursing homes throughout the Seattle area, a city of about 650,000 people, to take the jab. How many people of those are, are alive today? Probably not a lot based upon current statistics from the VAERS system. That's one way to get a hold of, get rid of elderly useless eaters who are draining social security. You simply kill them. So um, for those of you who don't think it can happen in the United States, look at Seattle. There's been no reports on it. Nobody looks at it and it's all hidden. Um, it's all hidden. Um, anyway, um, this is, um, you know, we're, we're, a lot of people are, are um, are facing some tough challenges now and the the bottom line from from john f kennedy and all the great presidents and great spirits i talk to is to wake up resist and stand up for your rights because no one else will if you're waiting for trump to come back well that's all fine and well but really we're on our own aren't we to do whatever we can to stand up to this tyranny my next part of the show is an interview I had with M, the Seeker of Truth, out of England. I took him on board a Plodean mothership here recently, and I thought you'd enjoy this interview. And I'll be coming back um, at the end of the um, of the interview. I took him to a zoo aboard the ship, and he also we also met uh, an Andromeda ambassador, and as well as a Sasani. The Sasani are not 100% human; they're partially human. But I'm sure you'll enjoy the interview. Anyway, we could play that now, Don, and then I'll come back at the end of the uh, end of the time. Thanks so much, Don. Appreciate it. Light, put a series of mirrors around us to deflect any negativity. Um, I'm also putting a um, putting a, um, a, a lead around, a 9,000 miles of lead around us, like a lead wall around us. And then I'm asking um, Archangel Michael, Gabriel, uh, Raphael and Uriel to guard us on our journey today. And uh, let's do the hue three times to bring in the galactics, and they'll help us as well. It goes like this. We'll say it three times. It's the hue in human. It calls them in. Just say it like this. M. Hue. Great. Twice more. Hue. And one more. Mm. 
Great, nice and calm and peaceful. So we're now completely protected. All the angels are protecting us. So let's go on board the main deck on deck, um, um, right, on deck uh, 24. Or, no, 26. 26 is where we are. 26. 26. We're on deck, the main deck 26. It looks like it, it's kind of like, kind of like um, it's uh, got car it's all carpeted. And it looks like a Star Trek um, deck, but it's much larger than that. Um, there's there's um, th there's windows going 362 degrees around the main deck, and you can see out into the galaxy. The Earth is below. It's beautiful Earth. Um, do you see the um, there's there's um, um, on the left side. There's there's like there's like a lot of people standing around with light blue jumpsuits, those are the engineers and technicians, and they're program programming the computers on board the ship with colored lights, and they're touching these consoles. Anyway, right in front of you, um, M, is Apohalosaurus. He's got a um, deep blue um, a jumpsuit on with a silver stripe across, and his symbol for the Pleiadian fleet uh, looks like a, a Toyota, Toyota symbol upside down, and underneath there's a silver bar, and it says 00001. That means he's number one. He's the admiral of the fleet. He's in charge of 4.5 million uh, Plutian ships now circling this planet. And he gives his greetings. He's welcome aboard. Nice to meet you. <laughs> All right. All right. Do you feel him there, uh, M? I don't. But I mean, you're, the way that you that um, you, you describe it, um, you know, it's it's very it invokes a very visual image. Okay. Okay. Good. Good, my friend. Let's go to the healing rooms up on board on deck uh, thirty-six. And so we're gonna we're gonna walk around behind the console where Admiral Services is gonna walk with us. Behind their elevators, about fifty meters away, and the the walls of this craft are light blue. The floors are all lit up, um, as well as the ceilings lit up. And Admiral Services is waving his hand over a sensor. The doors open up silently you and i walk in with admiral halosaurus we're now entering on deck 26 we're going up to deck 10 flights up 10 decks up to deck 36 okay silent the the doors now open up we're walking out and we're going about 50 meters to the right to a small uh, opening um uh, along this wall and i believe you are in um let me check the room number I guess we just walk in and find you, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's four, isn't it? Are you in four? I think you're in four. That's what I remember. I didn't put you in one. I think you left me in four or five last time. Yeah. yeah, I think it was in... Let me double check here. It was in room number four. That's right. Okay. And your spirit, part of your soul, is in room four. And so I'm opening up this door, and there you see your spirit there. It's 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 in a, it's in a rose-colored quartz quartz-colored um, bathtub-like um, device. Looks like a bathtub, but um, they've been bathing you in golden yellow light now since the last three days. And um, how do you feel? So, funnily enough, I mean, I still. My, my back still hurts, but I wondered the other night whether it hurt. Um, if there was any improvement uh, in my back, because um, 
it, you know, as I said, it does affect my um, life quality. But um, I will say um, that, you know, I have pondered whether it, it feels a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, good. Good. They're recommending, Amarillo Source is recommending you to stay there at least another week. So part of your soul, your spirit will be up on the ship. You might get a little lightheaded. You can do everything you need to do in third dimension here on this planet. But just remember that part of you is up there, you know, um, and you'll be okay. I mean, it's, it's fun, you know. Um, yeah. You're, you're there when in you... spirit, so you, you don't have any food requirements or liquid requirements, um, but you are there and you're being well taken care of. It's it's certainly fun, and I you know I thank you to uh, Admiral Halasaurus and all of his crew, and for you for for putting me in this uh, healing chamber. I think you described it as like it's like a, a med bed type, but not a med bed, right? It's like a right, a baby yeah, in it's light. Like, it's, it's raising the vibrations in your soul, mm. which ultimately translates. You are in the fifth dimension up there, and translates into healing in the third dimension, because as you as you as you heal your soul so will your physical healing occur in the third dimension down here. So I don't know I don't if know uh, you, need, you need to relay um, to Admiral Halasaurus or if he can hear me by what I say, but- um, He can I, hear you. Okay. He's smiling uh, now. Okay, great. He, um, says, he, he I, actually I, has some messages for you when, when, you're, when you're free, when you're ready. I'd, I'd love to hear them. Um, so I, I, I would like to um, withdraw um, myself from the ship only- um, okay. but, but, may, but maybe maybe to come back on um, in the future. Of um, course. I, I don't want to. I'm going to be uh, maybe extremely busy over the next couple of weeks after this. So I don't want to be uh, to be leaving any part of me up there that I can't go and uh, collect or you know. So um, respectfully and, and thankfully for for um, you know for the last three days, um, I'd like to leave for now. Okay. After, after, of course, um, having a bit more of a walk round because, of course, we um, we ended last time with with me, you know, um, um, take you know taking the offer to, to stay for a few days, and uh, right. so I right. appreciate that. Um, sure, my pleasure. I, I think I showed. Did I show you my quarters last time? I think I did. You did. We went to your quarters, and we had. Um, you, you showed me your replicator. Is that right? Uh, different and wonderful things that are aboard. Um, one of them being, I can't remember what you called it, but, but something where you can look into past events. So you don't even have to be there. Um, you should look into. Um, oh, of course. That was the one wisdom of the room on deck 24. That's right. And and you also mentioned uh, they've got all, sort, all sorts there. They've even got a zoo, um, which I'm kind of itching to see, actually. Uh, you talked about having lots of animals there and um, whether they're lions, tigers or bears, um, they, they're they all kind of docile in a way that they wouldn't, they wouldn't kind of attack you for approaching them or, is that right? That's exactly right. They all communicate telepathically with, with you and you wow. can, um, you can, um, you can ride the elephants if you want. They won't harm you. You can ride their giraffes. Uh, they're all they're all in this zoo in this holodeck and they're quite real um you can ride giraffes did you, yeah you, do you that? can ride giraffes yeah yeah can you, you can exactly yeah. like i mean i mean as in down on planet earth like i've never seen anyone ride a giraffe but you can up there the giraffe will let you um they will, yeah they will um you may have to have they have a special seat that they put on 
so you don't fall off. But the giraffe will let you do it. But you know, it's it's because the giraffe's back is it's going up at like a forty degree angle, and and so they they do make the seat in a certain way that so that you know that so you're level. It, it can be you know if you're leveled off, otherwise you're going to fall off. They don't want you to get harmed at all. But um, that makes that makes complete sense. You know, um, I myself have never been to the zoo, so if both of us went together, that would be kind of fun to do. Um, Let's go to the zoo, Ted. Let's do it. Right. Let me ask my admiral friend where it is because I've 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 heard about it, but I haven't been there. All right, my friend. Well, it's on uh, deck forty, a little bit above us. There's sixty-four decks on the ship. It houses uh, five thousand people. So um, yeah, we can go up to the uh, up to the zoo. Uh, this will be fun. I haven't been there myself, so Abhalasaris says he's got some time now to take us up. They have been very busy. He says they've been very busy. Um, they've been, been they've been working to help our evolution by raising the vibrations of humanity on the planet by bombarding the planet with lots of positive energy. And as the positive energies come in, people uh, there are people dying from the program, okay, but not as many as there could have been. And people are also opening up and they're appreciating, they're ascending the, the ascension, and they're actually changing for the better. So it's not as bad as the negatives wanted it to be, and as not as bad as I, as a lot of people saw coming last fall. It's not doom and gloom anymore. It's a beautiful time to be alive in spite of all the negativity, and there's a lot of people surviving, even though they are deadly. Um, but let's go on the zoo. Let's go on the zoo then. Okay, we're gonna go we're going to leave the healing your healing chamber. It's kind of weird to say goodbye to yourself, but <laughs> part of your soul's there. So sorry, we're going to walk. Sorry, sorry. Can, can I not take my soul with me to the zoo? Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. Go. Well, I'm going to have you walk out, and your soul now is going to merge into your body as the one. Okay. It's merging right. into yourself. So you're going to feel. You're going to feel instead of feeling like eighty percent or ninety percent, you're going to feel hundred percent. So you'll feel more grounded. Right. So that's that's what's happening right now. And Abrahalosaurus says, anytime you want to come up, uh, just come on up. Or Ted's available. I, I know Ted's available. Yeah, I'm available anytime you want to come up. Okay. Thank just you. let me Thank know, and so I'll, I'll bring you up. Now, um, we're traveling there in the astral plane. In about okay, in about five years. Um, or approximately three years after we ascend into the fifth dimension, it will be possible for you, M, to go into, um, onto the ship physically. But not now. It's too dangerous. Simply wow. because there's still a lot of negatives around planet Earth. And the planet needs to shift first. Right. So, but for now, you can come up anytime astrally. It's going to take Appreciate some more time it. to go up physically. I mean, in physical body, but you will come. It, you will be able to do it if you want. No problem. Yeah, it, it'll be fantastic. fun. To do, but I, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay. Fantastic. Okay. Sure. Let's go to the zoo. I think that'd be a great place. Let's walk out of the chambers. Okay. The door's shutting behind us now. We're walking. Um, we're walking straight ahead, and there's some elevators off to the left again. Um, Adam Hellosaurus, would you like me to come along? I said, yeah, that'd be great. Just, just get us up there, and then. Because I think he has to, he has to get back to do some work. So, anyway, uh, we're getting in the elevator. We're going up, uh, up, up the decks now to deck forty. Um, and so we're getting out now. 
And this is new for me because I haven't been to the zoo before, but this is fun. Okay. Um, a little ways down, the, the elevators are on one big wall and a little bit off to the right, about 80 meters, 80 to 100 yards or meters off to the right, there's a larger door. Okay, Admiral Halosaurus is opening up this door. This is the entrance to the zoo, he says. Now the animals, um, they're all telepathic. So, um, oh, and this is something he wanted to tell you. You've got to keep positive thoughts in your mind while you're up there. Because if you don't, you can interfere with the running of the ship and defend the animals. But uh, he knows it's not going to be a problem with you. But just some for other Wait, people listening. Before we go in, if I have a negative thought, I'm not going to get attacked by lions or a bear or something. <laughs> no, they'll talk to you first. <laughs> the lions will. Or... The lions, tigers, and bears. Oh, my. Oh, they, they will all talk to you. Telepathically. You want to telepathically you can talk to them and ask them i mean you could we could both spend probably the rest of the afternoon in that place and just <laughs> talk to the animals i'm sure talk you, to the animals walk with the animals do you, um, do, you remember, do you remember the old the old sitcom back in the 60s mr ed the talking horse i, I um no i definitely wasn't alive in the 60s okay well anyway <laughs> my friend there was an old sitcom from the 60s and the, it was a talking horse i i actually at a garage sale the other day, I picked up a dollar. For a dollar, I picked up a whole set of DVDs on the old thing. I'll have to listen to them. It's kind of fun. But it's Mr. Ed, the talking horse. And you can talk to the horse. And it's like you'd be able to talk to horses, too. I mean, they're all there. Um, the animals are not, they weren't abducted. They all came there because of their free will. They don't, they're all vegetarian on the craft. and they. But they do, they do make synthetic meat. Now, it's not right. something... He's smiling as he says this, but he says that we don't use Bill Gates, Bill Gates's technology because there's 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 some evil things he's doing with that to control the people. Synthetic so, meat for the for the lions, tigers, and bears. Right. They don't. Yeah. They don't. You, you said this they, to me before. We couldn't come up. Um, well, no, we could come aboard, but you said that they didn't like if you'd eaten meat. If you've eaten meat, but if you if you can bless the bless the animals that you've eaten, that really helps take away the negativity because usually on planet Earth. When the animals are like a cow is killed, you know yeah. it's killed in terror. You see, yeah. and when you eat, when you eat that animal uh, M that's been killed in terror, you get those you get those negative chemicals into your right. body and it lowers your vibration. That's right. But if you, you, me. if you if you bless them and ask the animals to um, um, to forgive, forgive you, yeah, they, they will, and you can take away that negativity, increasing your vibration. That's right, because um, I'd, I'd admit, because you didn't tell me this beforehand, the last time we came aboard, you admitted, you, you'd, you'd said this, and I, uh, you know, I had to admit, I've, I've eaten chicken for lunch, and um, you, you, I was, you then... I was waiting, I was waiting for you to say that you just had a hamburger, but anyway, you blessed the chicken, and then you, you said a prayer for the chicken, right? Uh, let me, and then you, then you blessed and said a prayer for all the meat that I'd ever eaten. I mean, um, somebody just walking in, listening to this video. And gonna, I'm going to talk to the chickens now and bless them. They may think I'm crazy, but it does help. So I'm going to go ahead and do that now. So okay. Anyway. Yeah. Chickens are no dumb clucks, by the way. Um, they're <laughs> intelligent. Um, and I'm just going to go back um, and tell them and, and um, just bless them and thank them for, their, for giving their life so you may sustain yours. And they said, thank you. They said, no human's ever done that before. So um, I'm blessing yeah, them, giving them the blessings. Bless the chickens. They understand now. They're no dumb clucks, believe me. 
So it's it's much better. It's it's all forgiven. Don't worry, you're you're in the clear. <laughs> so thank you. Anyway, we're walking into this place now, and the and there's no such thing as cages for them because all the animals there are, are there for their own free of their own free will. There's a lion off to the left. Do you see? Do you see her there? She's got a lot of fur, huge face. Looks like she just stepped out of Africa somewhere. Do, I'm, do imagining, I'm, the, sorry? Uh, I'm imagining like the you know the lion the the uh, the front cover of a Lion King kind of DVD right now. Yeah, a huge mane. That's what I'm imagining. Um, yeah. When would the... you say? Can you see? Can you see a lion? Um, right. Yeah, not physically, but I can you know I can use um, I, I can envision it. Yeah. Okay. To start things off on the right foot, I'm sending her lots of love and light. And um, she wouldn't eat you, but I'm saying that if she did, you would taste terrible. And um, no, I'm just kidding. You know, she said, no, they're, they're well taken care of on board. You don't need to worry about that. No. Um, do you have any questions you'd like to say to her? Any comments? She's, she's sitting right there. She says she loves you and love to talk to you if you want. So any, any questions for the lion? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she has some messages for you, by the way. The, the lion does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. I, well, I just want to say um, hello and uh, nice to meet you. And uh, you know, um, yeah, I'd love to hear what you have to tell me. She said that we have a there's a whole race of human lion beings in the galaxy. They're benevolent. They're part of the Galactic Alliance. The are, are there any aboard ship? There's another board ship, but they do come in once in a while in diplomatic missions to the ship. And they're half lion and half human. They're lion beings. There's a fellow in Washington State named James Gillian. He has a ranch called Isetti Ranch, and he they visit him quite a bit. Okay. Um, but they're very very benevolent. And they're, and they're half lion and half and half um, half human. And they're full of love. They're from the eighth dimension. And they're helping protect this solar system. And this planet, especially, from any negative effects of the uh, negative uh, of, of negative extraterrestrials on this planet, especially the reptilians. So they're doing that now as a kind of a service. Um, she mm. said that um, um, one of the lessons that planet Earth will learn, and it'll also be an example for the rest of the galaxy, is how different species. Um, and and different um, different um, human races can all live in in harmony and peace. After all this is said and done, people will finally realize that we all li should live as one because we all have the spark of God within us, and there will be no more fighting at all among the humans on this planet. There there will be conflicts from time to time with other uh, uh, extraterrestrial species, but it'll be far more calmer than it is now. We'll be able to work it out without a war. But but what, that's one of the one of the messages she's giving now because she said all the animals in the zoo get together get, get along. Well, they will get along. They'll get, they'll get along. They get along. Yeah, and humans will get along too. Yeah. yeah I don't know if you've seen it. Um, she's mentioning now. There's pictures on the on the internet of the dogs and cats. You know, getting a sleeping together, getting along together. No, they're no longer fighting. But the, those are the kinds of things you're going to see. Different species of different different races, different cultures, mm. different animals.
victims even who are getting along just fine. They're not fighting each other. And it's going to be a great world. I can't wait, frankly. You know, there's challenges, but we're right at the tail end of of this this conflict period. Right at the tail end, just before we're changing. We're changing now. So it all sounds wonderful. Sounds like, there's uh there's an elephant about fifty yards down on the right. It's a it's another female and she wants to meet you. Is that okay? You want to come and see her? Okay. All right. She's got these long tusks and everything. They they kind of go out like they're the big African lions like this. Oh yeah. Huge. Oh my God. Her feet are like this. <laughs> She's huge. Oh my God. She's asking whether you'd like to to ride her. Um. <laughs> She's asking whether I'd like to ride her. Yeah. Would you like to get on top of her and ride her? <laughs> Yeah, let's let's, uh, let's ride the hell out. Uh, no, uh, ride ride this uh, elephant. I'm content to stay on the ground. I'm not interested in riding an elephant today. Uh, so but hang on. Uh, it to it, you. Am I in any? I'm obviously not in any danger by by riding this elephant. Um, if you were to be hurt, which you're not, but if you were, they have technology to restore your body completely to its original state. If you wish, no okay. problem. So on you the very rare occasion, I'll get absolutely trampled and mushed up. Uh, it, it'll be okay. As long as they've got a couple of cells, they can re reconstitute you back to what you were before, better than ever. Um, so does the elephant have a name? Oh, no. <laughs> um, so that, yeah. That's quite a question to ask. <laughs> she said in Earth language, it's Esmeralda. So Esmeralda, if anything Esmeralda. happens, please please leave Esmeralda. Please leave a, a few cells for for the, these uh, your friends to to work with here. You're anyway. going to be you're going to be fine. Um, don't worry, and she'll catch you. She's got a long snout, so she'll just grab you if if you fall off. Yeah, just a short walk, please, Esmeralda, if you don't mind. Okay, okay. Um, do you want to go swimming this afternoon? We can go swimming in Hawaii if you want. That's what my holodeck's geared for, if you want. If you want. But um, Yeah, are we doing that after this? Yeah. We can if you want. It's up to you. There's also a conference room on deck. Um, one floor above on floor, floor 41, there is a conference room. And there's a little party for us right now. Oh, I'm honored. They're the Pleiadians. Oh, interesting. There's several Sasani there. You I'll explained explain. who they were before to me. Yeah. Um, remind me, they used to be the Greys. Is that right? Well, they're not exactly Greys. They used to be. They are. They are eighty percent um, human and twenty percent Greys. Okay. Okay, and so, right, right. what it is, is that they were humans once on this planet on another timeline who took the became greys and are now um, created, they've created a new species called the Sasani, which are going back to being human. Wait, wait, and, wait rewind. Um, they, 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 they changed and evolved because they had taken the... Uh, the yeah. Ooh, okay. On another timeline. And it... it takes a lot for your, for my mind to wrap around this as it was explained to me 
but they so originally they were human they took the they became grays they realized they made a mistake they made efforts to to come back to being human and that 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 effort to come back was is called the sasani there are whole planets of sasani as well i'm not sure lo, where they're located but they are part of the galactic alliance they've been allowed into the alliance because they want to become benevolent and the Pladeans have been helping them so when you see oh, there i mean just just to interject do you see uh, the um what has happened what has come from these uh these um these biological agents um a whole race of people colonizing uh, colonizing other worlds has has been uh, uh you know the the cause and effect of, of having um having this um in 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 our present i mean am i right yeah you, you are you are correct when you i'm looking at one right now they're very friendly and their facial features are very smooth. They have large eyes. They have eyes like I do, but they're a little larger. Um, they look almost human, almost. If you saw them on the street, you'd have to, you'd do a double take. You wouldn't think they were fully human. Mm. Um, they, they don't come to earth yet, but they're learning from the Pleiadians on how to be human again. And you right. find them on the ship. They're part of the Galactic Alliance. They do a lot of diplomatic exchanges. That's why they're on the ship. They're kind of like transfer office officers or transfer personnel. Um, it would be like um, if you had a, 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 a British, for example, naval aircraft carrier, and you had other, other, other military officers from the United States or France or Germany on board as kind of like an exchange program. That's the kind of situation where you've got an exchange program where some of the Pleiadians have gone to Sasani ships and other Sasani have come to learn from the Pleiadians about uh, how to be human again. So that, that's what they're on board. And it's kind of a interesting welcoming party for, for both of us. Um, they're, uh, fantastic. Uh, let's go, let's go there. Um, uh, but before, um, what was it? We were going to add to Hawaii as well. Let's try to fit as much as we can in, I suppose, while I'm Right, here. right, right. Okay. Okay. Anyway, the, the, let's go back to the elephant. She's waiting. Esmeralda's yeah, waiting. Of the elephant in the room. <laughs> yeah. She's got a long um, snout and she's lowered it down to the ground. And you're, and I, she's saying, why don't you sit on it? Don't worry. You're not going to fall off. I'll bring you up. I'll wrap the tongue, the snout around you. I'll bring you up and put you on my back. Isn't that nice hair? Sorry, sorry. Okay, she, she she's lowering her snout on the on the floor in front of her feet, in front of her on the floor, mm. and she's asking you to sit down on her on her snout, uh -huh. and she'll wrap the snout around you securely so she can put you up on her back. Okay. So, okay. So on her snout, she wants me to sit on her face on a on a uh, trunk. On her trunk. Right. So and, I can write her. Right. Okay. So, yeah. And she'll wrap her snout around you and then put you on top of her, her back. Okay. Okay. We're only going to go for a short distance. As much as you want to go, yeah, she's available, but it's up to you. Just a short um, distance. I, I really, I, I'm thankful, but um, I, I'd 50 love meters. to go to the party and, and everything else. 50 meters. Um, 50, 50 meters is good. So, Ted, what, what are you holding in your hand? Please. Oh, it's one of my, it's my tools. Um, it's a pendulum. I use dowsers too. 
if I need clarifications on answers or whatever, like what deck to go to or whatever, I just, it comes through the pendulum. So oh, see. that's, so that's it's, how it's, it works. It's a way of communication, right? Yeah, it's, it's made a tiger eye, which is a psychic stone and allows me to connect to the other side and to, to them as well. So anyway, that's funny. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I, I just saw it in your hand and uh, just the curiosity I had to ask. Well, that's okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, let's, let's, um, let's, uh, 50 meters is fine by me. Thank you. Okay, she's now, you're, she's lifting you up. You're secured. Nothing to be afraid of. She's lifting you gently on, on top of her back and setting you down. Um, so I'm just going to stand by. She's going to walk 50 meters. And then you're in an area, by the way, there's lots of, there's lots of tropical vegetation. Okay. That's what it is. The animals like that. You've got a lot of, you've got animals and you've got, uh, uh, lions there that you've got the elephants, of course, you've got the giraffes, you've got a hippopotamus in a different part of the zoo in a, like a swamp area. Um, you even have alligators who talk to you as well, if you want. Um, so, uh, and don't worry, they, they won't, they won't eat you. Um, Anyway, you're walking, you're going through this jungle for a short time. It's only going to be a few minutes walk. And then um, uh, she's turning around now and coming back. Um, she said, look at the, um, you see the plumerias on your right? They're, they smell, they have this beautiful, um, it's kind of like perfume smell. Um, I don't know if you've been in the South Pacific, but they have plumerias, a lot of plumerias growing up there too. It's very, very sweet kind of scent. Okay, they're there. Any, anywhere, Em, uh, she's brought you back now. And are you ready to get off? Yeah, yeah. thanks for that. That was, um, yeah. Okay, Thank just you. kind of fun. Okay, she's going to wrap her snout around you again, bring you back down on the floor in front of her. And um, go ahead and stand up. And um, we could spend the rest of the day in the zoo, but this gives you just kind of a little taste of it. So, oh, I appreciate it. It's been yeah, interesting. It's it's been fun. <laughs> it's been it's been fun. So, um, anyway, we're gonna we're gonna go now, so we can go out to our little reception they've set up for us. And, um, party time. Party time. Yeah, there are some. Um, other benevolent races there as well, who I've never met before. There are okay. um, 7 trillion uh, benevolent souls within the Galactic Alliance uh, or 450 million planets. So there are beings there, which I have no idea what they look like. Most of them are human. A lot of times you get variations, um, but we'll see what's there. I don't know what's there. They said there's a couple of races, which I'm not familiar with, but they're benevolent. Um, anyway, let's let's step back out to the door. We're stepping outside of the door. We're going to take a left now, go back to the elevators about some ways down. We're getting back on the elevator. Let me see, where do we need to go? Oh, it's just one flight up. Uh, we're going from deck 40 to 41. Okay. So we're going up to deck 41 now. The door is opening up. Um, Admiral Salasaurus is going to, is going to walk us over to the conference room and then he'll leave us. He's got to go back to the deck now, do some work. Um, so anyway, we're walking out of the elevator to the main floor area, taking a left this time. We're going down a long hallway. Um, on the right is a small door. 
He's opened it with his hand. He's just opened. There's a sensor. He's waved his hand over the sensor. Door's opening up. And we're in the conference room. Okay. Are you thirsty? Would you like a refreshment? Um, I'm very thirsty. Yes, please. All right. They have special, what they call, um, I guess you could almost, you could, they call it structured water here um, on, on earth. Um, but it's, um, it's, it's higher dimensional water. Um, there's a professor named Jerry Pollock, uh, Dr. Jerry Pollock at the University of Washington, Seattle. Um, it's full of easy water, which is high vibrational water. It's very good for healing. Anyway, they, they've made it effervescent. So it's bubbling and they've got a glass for both of us. Go ahead and take a taste. I think, um, I'm getting handed. Both of us are getting handed this, this, um, glass of, of bubbling water. And I'm taking a taste now. That's good. It really quenches your thirst. Do, do you feel it? <laughs> it does. It's pretty good. So. Tastes, um, familiar. Yeah, it's familiar. It's kind of like, um, like, uh, air, uh, like, a. yeah, I don't know. It's a little bit, it's not as, um, you know, like the closest thing that I can think of is Seven Up, maybe, or Mountain Dew, but it's not super sweet, and it has everything good in it. It's very high vibration, and it's clear. It's not green or any one color. It's just clear, and um, it has a really good a good taste. You can feel the effervescence in it. Um, they said most of the time when you drink water on your planet. You don't absorb all the water. There's something in the molecular structure of the water itself that prevents you from getting 100% absorption. But when you drink this water, you get 100% you get hundred absorption right into your body. So you don't need to drink as much water because you're getting the full glass into you. Um, and you should feel um, a, a lot better. Um, okay, how, how, how's it taste? I don't know if I'm tasting my current drink or whether I'm tasting something else. Okay. There's a, there's right. a taste left in my mouth. No, uh, I'm not sure, um, it, you know, if I can perhaps describe on the stream what taste has been left in my okay. mouth right now. Okay. You're getting hit with a lot of different new information. And a lot of times it won't fully, you won't be able to maybe fully comprehend until later after, after we're off the air, but that's fine. It'll, it'll, it'll come to you. Um, we've got a, a large conference table sitting down now, and um, we've got uh, a lot of a lot of beautiful beings there. There's um, there's a couple of Pleiadians on the left, and the way they greet you, they put your hand, they put their hand over your heart, and put yours over your heart too, and just bow down and kind of like nod your head and send lo lots of love and light to them. That's that's what I do, as far as the greetings go. If you were to meet any Telosians. Uh, from the hollow earth underneath Mount Chastity, their their protocol is to put both hands on their heart oh, and do the same thing. They're actually Pleiadian, but you do both hands over your heart and do it that way. Mm -hmm. But on board okay. the ship with the Pleiadians, just need one hand over your heart. Okay. Um, just to the right of the Pleiadians are a couple of, uh, there's a group of the Sasani there. They're the ones who look, are, are about 80% human and 20% and, uh, gray. But they are on the they are on the way to becoming fully human again. It's going to take some more time, 
but that's why the Pleiadians are helping them. They're here on an officer exchange program with the Sasan. And they look almost human, except that their eyes are quite large. Um, the, the, the Sasani that I'm seeing, they don't have any hair. Um, and their skin color is kind of like, um, it looks like our skin color, but it's slightly paler. Um, and if in, in a different light, it might look a little green because that's the because rays are green. Um, but they're tele, telepathic, benevolent. Um, and you have uh, one of the female Sasanis walking over right now. And she wants to talk to you and meet with you, Em. Is that okay? <laughs> Please introduce me. All right. Her name is Kana. She is, oh, I gotta, I gotta translate this into earth years. On her planet, she's a young woman. Hmm. In earth years, she'd be 28 years old. Okay. And, um, She's sending you lots of love and light. And she wants to know everything about you. She's, I told her she, you're a light worker doing wonderful work here on planet Earth. Um, and she said, would you like to do a show about our planet and our civilization? You, you have well, to answer. I'm, I'm M. How are you doing? Okay. Um, okay. And okay. Uh, yeah, um, I think that there will, there will be a show around around this experience around meeting you so um and you know hopefully we can we can meet up sometime afterwards you know okay yeah no no worries um she will contact well she'll contact me and i'll i'll contact you um she says next time on the ship uh, you're back on the ship she wants to spend some time with you and um They don't really eat like we eat. A lot of what they, because there is, you're in the fifth dimension, a, a lot of what they eat is just energy from the universe called prana. Um, and the Plodeans do eat, but they do it only socially because they don't need to eat either. They're humans. But she said, why don't we meet for dinner and you could have, we'll, we'll make something palatable for you. Be oh, high vibration. It, it won't be, it won't be like earth food, but it'll be still good for you. Don't worry. And, I appreciate um, you attending uh, to my, <laughs> my what I'm able to eat. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's she's trying to be social, and she says, you know, that dinner or lunch would be an appropriate thing setting for us, and we can go over everything. But she would like to see you again. Yeah, and, um, I'll I'll arrange it. I'll be in contact with her, and then. There's a couple of, of more male Sasani to the couple of male Sasani to the right. Yeah. They're walking over too, and they wanted to meet you too, M. And me as well. It's refreshing to know that um, it's not all doom and gloom, that even where there have been um, like humans taken over by the Greys or the Reptilians, that now they've 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 fought to get away from them and they're now becoming more human. They're going back on the human path, which is good, I think. Um, 
because the greys, as you know, are a slave race for the reptilians, a negative species. Um, but the, the, there are species, there are benevolent beings, beings who've been able to break away and create their own separate civilization. Um, oh, you're in luck, we're in luck today. Guess who's over on the right? See over on the right? Who's that? Who's that? That's a that's a purple skinned um, being from the uh, benevolent being from Andromeda, from the Andromeda galaxy. Oh, jeez. Yeah, this is um, this man is a diplomat from the Andromeda High Council. Oh my goodness, this is this is quite a. It's nice to meet him. I put pretty hand, put your hand over your heart. Send him lots of love and light. Um, I, I'm going to invite him over so we can talk. Or why don't we just walk over and we'll just go to where he is sitting. Wow, he's got lots. How much time do you have? He has um, Tell us. I, I mean. I, I would love to hear it. You know what? Let, let's just go for it. Um, I've, got, I've got enough time. Let's really, um, you know, experience this. And then, you know, we can talk afterwards when we're back down on Earth, of All course. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. The general format of the ship is is fifth dimension. Um, it's not that easy for him to be on the ship because he's from the eighth dimension. But he's able to gear down his dimension so he can exist here in the fifth dimension um, to, right. to talk to you. Um, so it's going to come down to my level, basically. He has our level. Yeah, the, pl- the, the ship level. We can, we've come up from third. We're in fifth now in the astral plane. He's from the eighth, come down, four dimensions down to the fifth so he could be in the ship. He's Me actually the there. Yeah. Yeah. He's actually there uh, both as on a diplomatic mission with the Pleiadians and the Galactic Alliance and also um, as an observer as to the, pl- the changes happening on the planet. He finds both of us very interesting because everybody's watching what's happening now on Earth and you and I are eyes and ears, boots on the ground, what he said. And that's the message from Admiral uh, Halosaurus as well. He said that you you guys and the rest of all the light workers on planet Earth are the boots on the ground to affect positive changes on planet Earth that we cannot do ourselves because of the doctrine of free will. We can only do so much on your planet because we have to respect free will. We cannot impose our will upon you. Uh, other negative civilizations do impose their will upon you, but not we don't. We have to respect cosmic law. But on the other hand, if you decide independently on your own to do things to raise the consciousness of the planet and to make it a better planet, you are boots on the ground helping with the ascension. And we're very proud of you. They're all clapping now. I can hear them clapping. Whoa, what did they do? Dumping their hearts to this. <laughs> Clapping's an earth thing, but I, in my mind, I, I see the the thing um the the andromedans never went through the um wars and conflict um that the plebeians did to reach their higher dimensional state they're they're not they haven't gone through all the conflict like we've had on planet earth as far as um our evolution goes they've um um, they've evolved uh, gradually over the years. Um, the, um, they don't have the swing of emotions that we have because at one time 
we were our civilization on planet earth the humans there and he said that one time we were up at close to um the supreme being or god if you will we were on the 10th and 11th dimension where god was in was in the 12th dimension so we've got a tremendous range of emotions because of our previous heritage and wow. then he said that at one point humanity decided to go from the 11th and 10th dimensions all the way down to the third to relearn our lessons again and work ourselves up the ascension ladder that was a long time ago that happened what was the reasoning for for this for um it's, it's, it's allowed to read it's, I mean, if, uh, presumably we, we already had learned these lessons and had, had ascended to this this uh, dimension so why would we put ourselves through back through five dimensions i mean is it just something i'd like to know well they really wanted to even learn the, the the lessons of ascension even more than they did thoroughly it was kind of like going for another phd or five like or ten a, uh, extra extra credit class like a summer school <laughs> right and so you decided to take 10 extra credit classes okay 50 right. classes in summer school so you've decided yeah. to go back and relearn everything all over again and so that's what you're doing that's why there's a couple of interesting things he's saying number one humans on on your planet you m and ted you're both considered genetic royalty because you're the the result of of 22 different uh stars that you have the dna of 22 different star systems in you and oh, don't 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 tell me i'm a king i've had enough of kings <laughs> no 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 you're not but but all of us you're considered all of us are considered genetic royalty here in the sense that you have vast capabilities you don't even realize you've got and but once you do and you will realize this as you shift into the higher dimensions and it's happening now into the next couple of years you'll become very powerful spiritual beings and um you will all your civilization the lessons that you learn from this will be a model for the rest of rest of all the other species in this universe so that's why i'm here now i'm watching that now and he says um this is very interesting he watches both your channel and my channel to get a feeling of what's going on oh geez is he uh, subscribed hit the notification bell um <laughs> Uh, like comment share <laughs> he'll be happy actually what he does they have sophisticated technology where they where they don't subscribe but he'll subscribe if you want no worries then. please please huh? yeah please okay do. all right all right um anyway um but he does listen to us and um i know i've gotten a lot of uh, a lot of support off planet from benevolent beings my last show had um about 151 million benevolent beings listening to it that was that was off planet of course 151 million, million. yeah benevolent it's also beings watching your show mm -hmm. listening and then also it's being aboard the Pleiadian mothership at Mahalosaurus tells me and then it's being beamed from the ship back to Alcone which is the main base for the uh for the Pleiadian so it's beamed here back to Pleiades and now you're going to be hooked you're going to be um you're going to be hooked into that same network no 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 I, i'm i'm just thinking um i know that you said that they watch my show How, do, do they know uh, could they tell me or you know was there many or was it just one watching my show well the andromedans have their own ships here by the way as observers okay. 
and on his ship they've been following both of our shows as well as other light workers as well they sh they, they follow a lot of different um but but we're considered boots on the ground the I stuff mean, that we do being, being, being boots on the ground you know i you know I, I thank i thank them for watching and if they could subscribe uh and like uh, and view right. the videos um to to raise it up in the algorithm therefore giving me more more of a a, a, a way to, to spread the word um i i would really appreciate their, 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 they know their exactly patrons of the channel and also if they um i don't know if there is galactic uh, influence in real world money but um you know i have a buy me a coffee link uh, and anyone that appreciates my channel that wants to um wants to try and help uh, sustain the content um you know including any other worldly beings uh, you know if you can support me in that way that that will help me keep on doing what i'm doing they can help you way he said we can help you in ways you can't even imagine well this we got this, you covered he just said we got you covered and you too Ted, he just said you I got you back. you both of you great to hear it's exciting it's exciting stuff yeah. thank you yeah so um yeah we've got um we've got friends in high places so um <laughs> benevolent beings in high 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 places yeah so. Hey, I never miss an opportunity to, you know, um, to, to say like, share, and subscribe, even with uh, amongst <laughs> benevolent beings on a Why not? Alien mothership. Why not? Why not? Why hey, not? If they're watching me, hey, um, you know, um, give me give me a lift up. Um, anything you can do, and uh, I would appreciate that. Thank you very much. Well, we'll we'll have to um, after we finish today. We'll uh, we will go ahead and um, I'll arrange another time with. Um, with Kana, because she wants to talk uh, to you too. I, I would oh, love a private date with Kana. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll arrange it, and then um, I think you'll find her very interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Um, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, uh, you make me get, blush. That's <laughs> well, okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, let me get back to the Andromeda ambassador. There's a doctrine of free will on on um, on on. Oh, what is it called? It's called um, of non-interference in cosmic law. They can't directly interfere. Um, the only times they can interfere is if you're about ready to commit suicide, like with Fukushima, or um, even with the was suicidal the way it was structured. But. Uh, he said that uh, special forces from uh, the Galactic Alliance and the Andromedans came in and eviscerated the worst parts of both the virus and um, so it isn't as deadly as it could have been. And then the Plodeans as well um, have been bombarding Earth with, with high energy vibrations so that people um, raise their vibrations and they're not getting as sick and not as many to help save lives basically which is good which is they've been doing everything that they can but and what we can do em is to educate people as to the hazards of this program and just make people aware of course of the ascension and you're a seeker of truth that says it all you know that's right there because people want truth now they're tired of getting lied to and um that's part of the old system the third dimension about you know. and you know just to say this is why um you know, I, I would give people time. I'll be open-minded. I will come, uh, you know, I, I will follow people in, in, in what they're saying. I will investigate that. 
Um, I'll, I'll even come on alien spaceships um, to to listen to people uh, as well, Ted. Uh, and I, you know, I really am. I think that, I think what I've been describing myself recently, it really is what it is. I'm an open-minded skeptic, and um, although that I, I, you know, I may review things and go back into things, I'll build relationships with people where I'll be very respectful to them. Um, you know, when I'm trying to find the truth, and that's what it's all about. There's no need to be horrible to each other. It's all right. about finding the truth and simply looking at facts and hearing what people have to say and giving them time and a platform and respect. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, this is why uh, part of the reason I'm glad I met you, Ted. I'm glad that I'm here or up here Thanks. today and, and I'm experiencing this. And, I, you know, I appreciate you giving me the time and allowing me to share this with the world um, uh, and beyond, and beyond apparently, apparently, at the universe. Yeah, beyond. Um, yeah. So it, it, it really is great. So I appreciate you saying well, that. And I appreciate so being glad. here as well. And, and, and I thank everyone around us listening as well, uh, not just on the interwebs, but also uh, on the ship. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're all listening tonight, today. I thought and I might they're, speech. Very, Sorry. they're very pleased, too, about what's going on. They know there's stuff you got to battle, and but it's all se- about seeking truth, isn't it? Getting the truth out. Mm-hmm. And things that are, are true will be shown to be as true, and those that are false will be shown to be false and fall by the wayside. That's what they said. They keep saying I believe that, too. Yeah. It's, it is happening right now, and you're both truth warriors, too. So um, a hardest, they said, the ambassador from Andromeda said that the hardest place to affect any positive change on this, in this universe is Earth. This is the hardest one. And you're right in the middle of it right now. You know, um, the, 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 the people that you deal with, they may appear human, he says, but many of them aren't. They're not even from here. They're from a negative terrestrial civilization here to disrupt and stop our evolution. So, um, but good things are coming and you're helping to create that. Um, and you've actually really, we both have all of the light workers on this planet have really speeded up the, um, the evolutionary cycles of earth, um, and, and accelerated the ascension process by at least 20, how many years, 20, 25, 30 years through your work. Glad to be a part of that. So without your work, our work. Um, it would be another 30, 35 years before we'd reach this point in our development now. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, so I'm so glad to have um, been here for this party and what, and what a surprise as well for this. Um, uh, sorry, you said it was a purple, purple bee um, from the uh, Adrenal- uh, sorry. Andromeda, Andromeda Galaxy. They, they have, he explained they have a, they have a blue sun so their um, their their skin color is blue, and um, so so is that is that right? Um, if you have if you if have you a blue you star, uh, you're likely if you're on a, uh, a a planet that can sustain life that's um, likely so skin color and and uh, yeah yeah he said that if you're if if Andromeda, a younger person, and they're human, they just have different skin color. That's all. Um, if they're, if they're younger, they have uh, a dark, um, blue skin. And as they get older, they get a light blue skin. Mm. And he said, here's something interesting. Thousands of years ago, guess who populated Africa? Guess where they were from? 
Yes. Andromeda. Oh, okay. Because they came there with blue skin, and over millennia, your sun, which is different than our sun in color, uh, caused our skin color in Africa to turn black. All Isn't right. that fascinating? That's and if fascinating. They, they, they were, the sun beat them black and blue, or, or blue and black. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they, they come from a, a very dignified and very advanced civilization, but they're from another galaxy. They're from the Andromeda galaxy, right? Next, it's basically it's the closest galaxy to the Milky Way galaxy, except they have a blue sun. Absolutely yeah. incredible. Um, uh, you know, I'm sure they can hear me, but you know, if you need to relay this, um, thank you for your connection and. Um, we must get on because we've got we've got lots to do. Um, okay. And uh, I do want to visit. I do want to visit the Hawaiian. Um, you know, I do want to have a dip in the Hawaiian Sea before. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna send lots of love and light. I'm gonna say Kana that M will contact you soon. She said anytime. Oh yeah. And uh, let's send love and light to all of our friends, the Pleiadians, the Sasani, and the Andromedans. There. Um, there are many more people aboard ship who'd like to meet us today, but we only have so much time, and they're busy right now, and we're busy too. Please come back. Yeah, yeah, they, uh, they, they, they will. We've just got to, yeah, this I'll is all back. kind of impromptu. They, they organized it. I didn't know what this was going to happen. It's a surprise to me too, surprise party. Yeah, um, yeah. Would you like another one of the, a, a, a glass of that effervescent water right now, or are you okay? I'm okay. I've got a... Um... I've got a drink in hand, so I'll stick all with right, that. Good. good. Okay. All right. Much love to all of you, my friends. We're going to leave now. I'm going to take uh, M down to my quarters, and we're going to go swimming. And um, then we'll we'll see you sometime soon. I'll be in touch. And um, they said, "Well, we'll contact you." I said, "That's fine." And we'll arrange another meeting soon. Okay. Thank you. Bye, bye, everyone. Much love to bye. all of you. Okay. Let's walk through the door to the left. Um, we're going to, Admiral went back to the ship. He's got stuff to do. He says he can't play all day, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's got to work. That's cool. fine, my friend. Um, uh, taking a left, walking down a long corridor. There's an elevator off to the right. Let's get in the elevator. We're on deck 40. We're going to go down to, um, oh, get my floor straight. Um, uh, down to deck 34, not that far down. Deck 34 is my quarters, where my quarters are located. So we're getting in the elevator. The doors open up. We're stepping in. Shut doors shut. We're down six flights down to four, floor 34. Doors open up. We're going to take a right and go 50 meters off to the right. There's a small door opening now. Let's step in. And um, um, the there's a um, there's a holodeck just a little ways down on the right there's a small door i'm opening it up it's it's i pre-program it for a beach in hawaii it's on Kauai, on the western side of the island and it's a beautiful white sand beach um so um anyway em come on down follow me i've opened up the door we're stepping into the hologram it's a little bit like star trek they say it's all a matrix it is true even life on this planet's a matrix, a hologram. It's the same kind of realities 
So let's walk down this trail. We're on the beach now and um, um, get yourself ready. I'm going to go right into the water and swim for a while. Do you see, do you see the ocean there? It's crystal clear blue, gorgeous day, nice and warm, about 80 degrees, 80, 82 degrees. Yeah, I'm coming in. Definitely. All right. (laughs) (laughs) right. Me too. I'm, uh, (laughs) um, Anyway, let's go into the water because um, it's, it's been it's it's fun actually, um, uh, you know, being up on ship like that to be able to swim on a beach like in Hawaii, mm. you know, and it's very you feel like it's very real. Now sometimes it hasn't happened very often, but they had episodes on Star Trek about crew members getting lost in the holodeck, mm-hmm. or not wanting to get come out. <laughs> they create this paradise for themselves and then they don't want to leave. That hasn't very yeah, happened yeah. very often, but it can happen sometimes. But you've spoken to me about this before, and around um, uh, what was it we were talking about the um, the place on the ship where you can. Well, well, this is the place on the ship, isn't it? We're talking about yeah. going to Hawaii now, and, and people don't want to come out. Uh, people, it, it's better than reality for them. Right. Right. You know. Exactly. And, I'm here, um, soaking up the sunshine here, and uh, ready to swim. And uh, let's, uh, I, I, we do need to get back and get you know grounded so that we can have this interview soon. So, um, right, if, right, we will I, do if that. I have too much fun here. Please pull me out. <laughs> All right, let me go ahead and enjoy yourself swimming. I've, I've already gone swimming today. So uh, anyway, so it's it's fine. I'm going to go in the water a few minutes and then. Uh, just kind of swim around. It feels so good. Uh, we're in a placid part of the island where there's no huge waves or anything, so it's it's uh, safe. Kind of a lagoon area. There's reefs up, up beyond the surf that block the main the main tall waves coming from the Pacific. Any storms doesn't really hit here very well. So, um, so I'm going to come come to shore now. I've had uh, a okay. nice dip and. Um, uh, yeah, it, it's cold. Coming out of the water. Okay. Here, uh, let me throw you a towel. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. I'll get yourself uh, situated get again. Back on. Um, that was rather impulsive of me, but um, it, <laughs> it's okay. It just happened. It's uh, it's okay. But, you know, no, you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't too crude. He only saw my shoulders. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, I'm back and, and, and thank All you. Right. All right, just something to break up the day. You know, something fun. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's take a, let's take a walk up the beach trail. Now of this little, it's a bit of an incline, kind of a muddy trail going up with the rocks and mud up to the top, kind of wash off your, your, your shoes and or flip-flops, whatever you got on. Uh, and then we'll go back. Yeah, and, um, let's, let's go back to the elevators on the left and we're getting in the elevators. Now we're going to go up to, um, we're going to go down to deck 26 where Admiral Halosaurus is, and thank him for letting us uh, visit him today and the crew. Absolutely. Okay, we're back, and I'm just going to put my hand on my heart and um, thank him so much uh, for your love and kindness, for letting, in, uh, letting us come up. He said, anytime, you're always welcome, Ted, with your, your friend. And I said, thank you, thank sir, you. and I uh, really appreciate all your love and concern. So anyway, there's a lot of crew members now. There's a, there's a dark, Admiral Halosaurus, which is dark navy blue, Jump shoot, and then you have the lighter, the the um, other other crew members with the with the light blue. Um, okay, much love to all of you. We're coming back now to planet Earth. 
You're going back to your studio. I'm going back to where I'm recording. And we are here. So welcome to Earth. Here we are. <laughs> Thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, that, that was uh, in, interesting. Um, thank you for taking me aboard again. Thank you for showing the world, in fact. Um, this, I think people will, re will really enjoy watching um, our experience. Yeah. yeah, I think they will. I think they will and, and realize it'll help raise consciousness because they realize there's just more than what's what's here. There is quite a bit more out there and just got to be open to it. And uh, it's it's it, we're coming into a time of contact with them. It's, I'm already in contact with them all the time. Mm -hmm. But I mean, mm -hmm. as far as actually physical, well, we, if you look in the sky now, you'll see them at night. As far as landing here, it's still going to be a couple more years off just because it is dangerous out there for them to, to show themselves physically right now. And besides that, they're very careful about letting us make our own choices. So they, they want us to do that. So they can be in contact, but only to a certain extent. Yeah. For sure. Um, so basically, Ted, um, I want to finish it off here. Uh, I want to thank you for, um, again, uh, firstly, taking me aboard. Um, secondly, taking me aboard once again. Uh, and introduced me to all of these people, uh, people, uh, beings. Uh -huh. um, my my pleasure, my friend. It's uh, it's a lot of fun for me too. Believe me, it is. It was absolutely a lot of fun, and I think that people will watching this will will have a lot of fun watching this um, for sure. And um, yeah, it's just great to capture this this moment. You know, the first time we went aboard, um, I wish that I I would have asked you before if we could record it. I, I assumed that it, it wasn't something that should be recorded, but um, this time I'm glad we captured um, experience. Glad we mm -hmm. talked about it, and I'd like to talk to you more, and we'll go into that. Um, but uh, for I think we should uh, perhaps end it here for this experience and then and restart another link. For, thanks. Thanks so much, you know, Don, for playing this. We can next. stop here. Now we're Sounds back great. there. On a... So, great. Uh, Ted, thank you for taking me and everyone watching aboard. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you for introducing me to, to everyone that was on the ship. Okay. Thanks so much, Don, for your great help. Really appreciate it. That was, uh, we've got about uh, maybe two minutes or a minute left, minute or two left. And I want to thank everyone so much for listening today. Um, I've decided to, um, in the future, I will take you all on trips to other planets within the solar system. There are some nice places on Saturn I'd like to introduce you to. Uh, there's also Uranus as well. Some great fishing places on Uranus, as well as uh, there's beautiful places on Jupiter. I haven't been out to Pluto, but I heard it's cold there. It'd be fun to look at. Um, Venus is another interesting planet. Um, the, the Venus that we see in third dimension, that's there's another fifth dimensional planet um, as well available. And so I think I will take you all in the coming months to these other planets in the solar system. And then from there, we'll go move on to other galaxies. I would like to visit the Andromeda galaxy. I think it's a great place and I think you'd, you'd enjoy it. If there's any particular place in this universe you'd like to see, um, please email me at outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com and uh, I'll take you there. We'll, we'll do a guided meditation. We'll go to different spots in the universe. Anyway, thank you so much everyone for listening today.
Out of This World Radio is a non-profit, listener-supported show. And if you'd like to support us, just go to my BBS website or please go to outofthisworld1150.com. I really appreciate all your love and support because I know that uh, if we all work together, we will, we can and will create a much better and happier world. I um, I give readings, and if you'd like a reading, just send me an email to outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com. I also have a spiritual mentoring program, and you can enroll at going to um, out of this world um uh, readings.com thank you so much everyone for listening today i hope you have a beautiful and happy day thanks so much again oh by the way if you speak german please send me an email to out of this world 1150 at gmail.com thanks so much again everyone bye bye much love to all of you